Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 73 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC E-Phrase. Let's jump into it. It is officially, oh, you, I mean, you couldn't have a worse nightmare situation. As I say that, probably losing to a 16 seed is way worse than this. Uh, Ohio um, University. I don't know. Felt, felt, felt about the same on on, uh, on Sunday, Paul. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the dude, I, uh, go, through, go through how many te- – I mean, your whole life blew so, up. I mean, yeah, it, it was not. So, essentially, the problem was I saw this coming from a mile away. I was like, Virginia's probably going to be a four. Ohio's probably going to be a 13. Or, like, I honestly thought Virginia might be a three for winning the ACC, and Ohio could be a 14. I thought it would be one of the two. I was like, there's a good chance. I thought there's basically like a one in eight chance, maybe a one in four chance that they would play each other. So I knew that going in. What threw me off is seeing Virginia in Gonzaga's region. I was not expecting Virginia and Gonzaga. I didn't expect Virginia that early, and I didn't expect that to be a potential one-four. So I was going nuts, yelling at the TV. I was saying, like, how they've already played each other. They've already smoked Virginia. I'm like, why are you putting that match up so quickly? Like, why are you packing it? Like, I was mad. I was very heated. I was screaming at the television. And that took my mind away for if, – if that hadn't happened, I would have think, okay, please not Ohio. Please not Ohio. Please not Ohio. What happened was I lost track of them even potentially matching up with Ohio. And as soon as I saw that green come across the screen – and I was standing up, I legit collapsed. And if anyone sees the, um, the, and check my Twitter, the gif from Arrested Development, I don't know what the dude's name is, where he just collapses on the floor. That was the exact representation of what happened. I just laid there. I was like, I was numb. Yeah. I just, I just, I just wasn't, I expected it. As soon as Ohio won, or even when they got to the championship, I'm like, they're going to win and be a 13. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But because of Gonzaga, I completely lost track, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. So, so from that time, I, you were the first person I will say I gave my grandfather a call, and then I Facetime you. What in did between, Bob, what basically did over Bob the next, did? he well he he acted like I was going to cheer for Virginia no matter what, which I was like he's because he's he's raised me to but I said he was like oh it's not that hard he's like hey gotta win I was like we got a national title chill it's Bobcat's time right now two. In that same window, so it was about a 15-minute window, I received 59 separate text messages <laughs> and I think about 10 different tweets or Facebook status, things like that. So Hello, tweets. I mean, it was just nonstop. Like I turned, I turned my phone over. When I picked myself up the floor, I looked and it was just scrolling. Um, people I haven't heard from since college. I was like, I didn't yeah. know you were invested in my fandom like that. Yep, people but know. People it's not know. about me. They it's about the, the Ohio pod. Bobcats. The it's, about, uh, it's about the Ohio Bobcats. Yeah. It's about Jeff Bowles taking this program back to where it belongs um, with an absolute, I think, dismantling of the entire MAC tournament. I mean, you watch. I, it. I, they, I would have loved an Ohio Akron. I was willing to make the drive from North Carolina to Cleveland if it was Ohio Akron. I'll gladly take a MAC title any way we can get it. But this is what Ohio basketball should be. They should never be lower than fourth in the conference. 
They should always be in contention. They should always have an opportunity to win. And I would say, I would say once every three is aggressive, once every four years, we got to be in the championship. Yes. Easy. And and that what's crazy. And I I don't want to knock Saul and the staff before what's absolutely crazy to me is Saul was there five years. I believe five years. He won two Mac tournament games total two. And they had some good teams. Actually, they had Tony Campbell won ACC player of the year. They had Jerron Simmons, who was basically, or not AC, Mac player of the year. Jerron Simmons was great. Kenny Kaminsky, they had good teams. He yep. won two Mac tournament games in five years. Jeff Bowles, in, he only played one game last year before he got shut down, was 1-0, and then now it's 3-0. So he's, won, he's 4-0 in the Mac tournament in like basically one season. Um, and it's doubled that, and it's where they need to be. There's no reason with the history of the program, with – I say the facilities, the campus, the school, the environment, there's no reason whatsoever that that program should not be exactly where it is right now. So uh, I'm very, very excited for them. So you and I made some money <clears throat> on the Bobcats last week uh, or this weekend, which we were excited about. The question is, man, let's get to it. Tell the people what they need to hear. Who's winning? I mean, I honestly, I don't know if Virginia could have gotten a worse matchup i mean bias aside and like my connection i really don't think they could have gotten a worse matchup than ohio because this is the worst and, and actually it's so funny i mean sam vicini um of the athletic i think it was sam vicini that wrote this um or yeah it had to have been uh yeah sam vicini he wrote a piece he was talking about like spreads and things is echoing exactly what i've said all year of the reason why virginia's defense this is the worst defense tony bennett teams had since the second year at uva and the reason why is because in previous years, their bigs have been like DeAndre Hunter, Justin Anderson, like Braxton Key, Wilkins, Diakite. They're mobile and they could get, they could um, hard hedge, they could recover. Whereas Jay Huff and Sam Hauser, not saying they like Jay Huff is great when he yeah, can sit in the paint not, and block not, shots. They're, they're not, but the they've got cement, team. they've got cement blocks or feet when they get pulled out in the perimeter at times. And so either they don't get back quick enough and you give up something to the rim or those guys that are helping low can't get out in the shooters. So with a guy like Jason Preston, whose greatest strength is creating and doing those things, if he's able to bring the, if they're able to bring them out on ball screens, if Jason Preston can create, and then essentially what it's going to come down to is guys like Ben Vanderplas, Ben Roderick, and their shooters, if they can hit threes, Preston's going to try and create and draw those matches no matter what. Um, he also has a big size advantage on Kihei where he can take big him in the post. advantage. And so – I think from an offense now, the all the thing where I see the only the the downfall I don't say the downfall for Ohio is defensively I think they're one of the worst ranked defensive teams in the, in the tournament they're 174th on Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. Um, now their defense has been way better in the in the MAC tournament, um, but I mean they are. I, I the what what if it's a shootout then I mean. If if Jay Huff Jay Huff could easily go off for like twenty Hauser could go they off. They don't have an answer for Huff. They anything. don't really like Dwight Wilson's just gonna have to body him. They're gonna have to throw bodies, but yeah. it's really it's gonna be can Ohio play good enough defense, which they had did in the MAC tournament. Can they create some turnovers? Maybe um, speed trying to sweep Virginia up, um, and 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 not create give second chance points away. That's another thing where area where they've struggled. Um, Ohio's got to it, Ohio's got to make eight threes at least. They got to make eight threes. Yeah, I think Kim. So the Kim Palm has it seventy two sixty five Virginia. Um, the spread started at ten and a half and immediately in like an hour moved to seven and a half. So it shows how little faith. And the biggest question, as we haven't even mentioned, is 
there is a at least there's a one Virginia player that played against Syracuse in the ACC tournament game the other day that is not eligible, which they only played um, eight guys probably. I don't, usually they Tony's been playing or seven or eight. So let's see, there were there were eight eight guys that played. The only person that played like the, Casey Morsell only played four minutes. Justin McCoy only played 12 minutes. Walter Tinsai only played 14. Talk to me. Talk to me about this week, though. I mean, they're quarantining. So the week And that's the difference. So that's the other thing, too. Not only is it an awful matchup for Virginia uh, for what we talked about there, but they're missing obviously one of the players that played um, in, in their tournament games. And then they are quarantining this entire week. So they will not travel to Indy until Friday. Um, they are basically they are saying we hope to get a practice in later this week. So they're just not practicing. They're just in their like rooms and their apartments, quarantining, Brutal. isolating. Brutal. Everyone that played, um, they won't. They definitely, I don't think, won't get a because they're not going till Friday. I don't think they'll be able to shoot it. Uh, at the, I guess maybe the morning of they'll be able to potentially shoot at, got, uh, at Assembly Hall. Upset. This has got upset all over. But it's it just all those pieces. And I'm not saying like I, I still think that's the sad thing is like going before this. I've had all this conversations like Virginia can play with anybody. Um, but it's just all these factors. Like if they miss players, if like the matchup is, is, is poor, the travel, the itinerary, the COVID precautions. I mean, it's, it, it really, it's, it's not lining up. And then the crazy serendipity of all this, um, Ohio beat, uh, uh, Virginia in 1994, mm-hmm. Jeff Bowles, Jeff Bowles, nine points himself That's against, uh, against Virginia. So it's this crazy. There's weird similarities between the 2012 Ohio team and this team. A lot of weird similarities um, where like that 2012 team took Louisville to the absolute brink and Louisville ended up being a final four team that year. This team took Illinois to the absolute brink right. a one seed going into it. Like yeah. the parallels it's, it's really odd and kind of weird. And, and it kind of uh, makes me think because the other thing, and we'll get into the bracket is a lot of people are picking UC Santa Barbara to beat Creighton in the 5-12 matchup, which is exactly what lined up for us in 2012 when we beat Michigan, and then we only had to play South Florida as a 12 seed to get to the Sweet 16 and play the preseason favorite North Carolina, which would be a preseason favorite Gonzaga. That I want no part of. But the last thing I'll say on Ohio, which I think is all credit to the staff, is people don't realize they they had a game early February – um, I think they won. Let me, let me pull this up exactly. They game early February on, I believe the. Uh, let's look at this. February February second, they played Central Michigan on the road. They won eighty three sixty nine. They then had a twenty one day pause, did not play until February twenty third, where they played Akron at home, which at time was like a top two team. They did not have Jason Preston. They did not have uh, I think a couple other players. They won by they they killed them. They played three games in five days. So they played Akron on the, or they played, yeah, they played Akron on the 23rd, Eastern Michigan on, on the 25th, and then got rolled 86 to 66 by Buffalo at home on the 27th. Then, so three games in five days, then had another 13 day pause and didn't play again until the MAC tournament, where they won three games in three days and beat the Buffalo team that they just lost to by 20 by 15. So, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, it's no one, we're in a crazy situation, but I had to just touch on it because it is to go literally play one game at the beginning of February, three weeks off, win two out of three, then another two weeks off and win three straight where you look dominant against everybody is 
unbelievable. They're in, yeah, I think I, I thought I read that their last 10 games, they're nine and one. Yeah, they're outside. If you take that Buffalo loss on February 27th out, their last loss was on January 16th at Kent State. So, well, man, all things are leading to you being happy, but also upset come, uh, come Saturday night. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Um, all right, let's jump into the coaching carousel already. Uh, this thing Insane is day. moving. Huh? Insane day. Insane day. Let's go to – let's start with IU. Um, they fire Archie Miller after four years, and they buy him out. His buyout clause was $10 million, which is just – man, dude. Like, it's hard to feel bad for these dudes. Like, you know, we don't – we are a coach-friendly podcast. Everybody knows that. We we root for you. We, we try not to disparage you because we understand how hard it is. And I honestly think this is kind of that perfect example. Like Archie's a good dude. He, for all He's a good coach. Yeah. He's not a, a bad coach. He is not a bad coach. coach. Unbelievable coach. He runs some good stuff. Um, and for all we've known, been told, been shared, like somewhat of like a, a good dude in terms of like the dude doesn't cheat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, damn. Like, it's just brutal, dude. Like, IU has crazy expectations. I get it. He didn't meet them. I also get it. But are you surprised? Like, that's my question to you. Are you, did you expect, like, when you going into today? Yes. Did you expect it to happen? Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I was answering, did I expect him to do well? Yes. Oh, I thought he was. Yes, good I did too. I thought it was the, I thought it was the best hire they could have made. I don't, I don't get it, man. But are and you then, surprised that after, like, after, like, when their season ended, did you think, okay, Archie's probably going to get fired because they didn't live up to expectations? I think I thought he would. I just didn't agree with it yet. Um, I, I agree with you as well. I think there's two things I think stand out to me of why I think he actually, I don't say actually got fired. I think why there's so much pressure from the boosters and they probably could get the money to buy him out. Two things. One is Romeo Langford was like the highest rated recruit in like a long time out of the state. And they, he was able to get him, which is great. Step one. But then they did really nothing with him. Yeah. Like they didn't, they weren't successful. I mean, they, he made one tournament. I would have made it last year, most likely, but obviously I got wiped out. That hurts him. The second thing is what we're dealing with right now is that the entire NCAA tournament is in the state of Indiana. The biggest, if not top three, is a basketball state. There is one team from the state of Indiana playing in the NCAA tournament. It's Purdue. Not Indiana, not Notre Dame, not Butler, not anybody else. And so if I'm an Indiana alum, if I'm a big booster, I'm like, yeah, this, this has to change. It is unacceptable. The entire tournament is literally in our backyard and we're not even in it. Let me give you a million dollars and find five buddies to give another few. And like, we'll buy them out. Like if I've got them, if I'm that passionate, like a lot of these people are, I think that honestly was, I, if it was any other situation, I don't know if it, I feel like it was just a nail in the coffin personally. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's just, it's timing, but I think, do you think he grabs another job this year immediately Um, or do you think he waits it out? I don't think immediately, you know, unless he just pops in at one of the spots that, you know, like we're going to talk about Patino, like unless he just wants to do that and just hop in somewhere else. But like, is another big 10 team going to hire the guy that they just, you know, probably not, you know, you were probably not. I mean, the interesting thing, and I haven't answered it. I had a text from a Dayton fan today is like, this is why Archie should have never left. I don't agree with that. I think Indiana's job you have to take if you're, if you want, I think it's, well, I don't know. You tell me, is it still a top 10 job? Is it a top 15 job? I don't think it's top 10. I don't know if it's top 10, but I do think that's the one that's one that which is insane, man. I think if you're like, if you, I think you do take, like, I don't know what else, like if he doesn't take Indiana over the last three years, what else would have opened up that would have been better for him to take? I don't know. It's in his backyard. It's in his recruiting. It's, it's, it's got a premier program. He was able to recruit. He was able to bring in big kids. So I, I don't, I can't, and obviously it's a 10 million. He's making crazy money. I don't know how you turn that down. It's just unfortunate that like he didn't win. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I really, we got to do a deep dive in it. We got to have a whole podcast in the off season about like Indiana the last 20 years. And like, how has this happened? Totally. They're just really, I like, want to do an analysis on, yeah. On how long teams that give people like average years, yeah. like we would say the coach K is a perfect example of that, of like, if they had that yeah. same sentiment, yeah. that's, that's obviously it's different times. It's a, it's yeah. a stark, obviously contrast, not saying everyone's going to be coach K, but I would love to see if like the, the teams that, um they give an extra year the teams that cut bait quickly um yeah um i don't know so the other one so penn state hired micah shrewsbury yeah that kind of funny have you like when you follow his career so um he went from stevens to painter to stevens to painter if i'm reading this correctly so i've heard great i don't i've heard great he's all his name is on on the always popped up Um, yeah so he spent three seasons under stevens at butler um then he went to purdue for two seasons under painter then went back to the sixers uh with stevens and then for the past two years he was the associate coach at painter uh at purdue with painter so he just went back and forth between two coaches and you're right though his name has come up multiple times in the past couple of years for gigs. Um, this What's seems- interesting is, do you think there was a chance? He's an Indiana guy. He's from Cathedral in Indianapolis. He coached, he was the head coach at IU South Bend. Do you think there's any chance if he weighed this out, he could have gotten Indiana? Yeah, which is obviously. Or is there any chance he pulls a Chris Beard and then just like reverse yeah. course? I, I think they're going to get, I think they'll get like a beeline or they'll get a Porter or someone else. Yeah. But like, Man, this is one I think his name would have been thrown out there as a potential head coach for Indiana. Yep, it's tough. It's tough. That's that's tough timing. Um, people kind of forget about Chris Beard doing that now. You know, he got a lot of flack right away, but then it he made did sense. He it was the right guy. fit for him. It was Texas was home, is but I mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, so I kind of I you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's do uh, either way, you know, good luck. Cause Penn state, man, good luck. Yeah. Um, let's it's stick in the big, big 10. 10. And there's a ton of movement in the big 10 Minnesota parts ways with, uh, our guy, Richard Patino, who we've, um, this has kind of been news for like 10 days now, a week or 10 days. Like it came out that like, yeah, this is basically going to happen. Um, so I don't know, man. What do you think? Surprising? Not surprising? It's not surprising. It's once it's another one. It's not surprising. I don't think that I personally don't think 
that Richard did a bad job over the entire course of his time there. Because if you look at it, He's they've looking. only had, they, yeah. as a, I mean, it's, it's a proud program, whatever it may be yeah. um, since in our lifetime. So they've only been to the tournament, let's say 72, 82, 89, 90, 94, 95, 97, 99 in the past. So in this millennium um, in the past 21 years, the only times they've been to the tournament were 05, 09, 10, 13, 17, 19. And so Richard was there in 20. No, he was not there in 2013. Yeah, so two of the, he was there in 2013. Yeah, he started in 2013. And they didn't go that year. They, they won the NIT, though. So his first year, they won that. Oh, NIT. his first year was NIT? Yeah. And then he went to the uh, tournament in 2017 and 2019. Got you. So, okay. So this is, I'm looking on their wiki now. So, like, my thing is, was he better than Tubby? Probably. Um, was he better than Dan Monson? Probably. I mean, it's better like. Bro, he's got a winning record overall, 141 and 123. Take him to a couple of tournaments. You've, oh, that's, I think that's what it is about winning games. He's won like, I think it's like almost like half of like what they've, I think the, the, the school's won in terms of uh, in tournament games. So, but I also think there's a time where it's like, okay, if this is as far as we're going to be able to go, and things have gotten stale and you have higher aspirations, then you part ways. Now, do I think that I, I, th I think Minnesota, I mean, the problem is they have so much talent in that state and we've talked about it time and time again, yep. so many good players and they've kept a lot, but they also haven't kept like game changing, but they haven't kept a Jalen Suggs. They weren't, they didn't keep a Gary Trent jr. They yep. didn't keep um, some of those guys, not saying the next guy does. Um, obviously John Gross didn't keep, all those big like Jabari Parker or any of those big Illinois guys. Um, but they made a change. They went Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood was able to turn around. So maybe it's a similar situation. Yeah. But I also, yep. I mean, it's like knows. you said, proud program. It has some history. Um, and to be honest, man, he didn't do that bad of a job. Came in seventh one year, fourth in the Big Ten, seventh, and then a couple bad ones. Obviously, the last two finishing 12th and 13th, like, yeah, it's tough. You know, that's tough. This is, yeah, this is what, yeah, it's basically since, so they went to the final four in 97 um, as a program. Since then, the only, they have, that's what it is. They have two tournament wins um, since 97. One of them was in 2013. And then one of them was in 2019 with, and then with Richard. So like, yep. I don't know how much better you're going to get, but I do get a point. It's like, if it's stale. If it's not where maybe move, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see who they go after. That'll be. It'll be an interesting one. Um, yeah. um, all right, let's they're saying that uh, they're actually saying that what's the San Diego State coach is like the there's one the name that I've seen thrown out there a lot. Oh, for um, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, which um, I mean, I, I yeah, it was Brian Dutcher, Brian Dutcher, Brian Dutcher, right? Correct. Um, and he was the assistant at Michigan with the Fab Five and all that, so he has some Big Ten experience. But he's been in San Diego for I don't know, I don't know if I leave San Diego State at this point, yeah. but no, for the cold of Minnesota's, but. I don't think so either. Um, all right, let's go to the, the the one that I've been wanting to talk about all day is Boston College, man. Um, interesting. Yeah, and yeah, that's all that's all I can really call it too. Uh, you know, interesting, um, especially like not waiting to see if you could get Mark Schmidt at at St. Bonaventure or, you know, do you just go right down the road and get Bill Cohen, you know, at Northeastern? Like, sort of like I, don't, I haven't seen what the fans are reacting to it, but I don't think this was a name that was on anybody's radar because it just didn't seem like a natural fit. No. Yeah. It's a weird one. Like he doesn't really have any ties up to that area. Hasn't been a coach up there. Um, 
weird, you know, I, I don't know. It has one of those feelings where you just feel like in four or five years, we're going to be doing this all over again. But uh... the only thing I will say, I mean, he's a Brown, he's a Brad Brownell guy. Um, he was at Clemson. Well, I guess he's been with a few guys, but um, it was Clemson 2010 to 2014. Um, I've got college of Charleston. He's been there since 2014 and he won. Um, they won one CAA tournament, one CAA regular, his first year, they went nine and 24 and three and 15 in conference. Three years later, they went 26 and eight, 14 and four made to the NCAA tournament. They had good teams the, this past year. They struggled a bit. They were nine and 10. Um, but after his second year, they finished second, first, third, fourth, and third problem is the guy just doesn't, I mean, not the problem. The concern for me is the dude has no Northeast experience. I saw some tweets. It was like, dude, does he even know these prep coaches, these AAU guys up here? I mean, you know, probably as well as anybody, that's a very tight knit Northeast basketball community. Right. That's mm-hmm. very different than like a lot of other areas. His only, it, his you got dudes that have been doing, you know, some of the coaches that are at these prep schools have been there for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, the guy's been at the Citadel, Winthrop, Wichita State, Clemson, College of Charleston. Played at Georgia College from North Charleston, South Carolina. So, like, that's a Southern, yeah, it's a Southern dude. You got to build those relationships quick. But I mean, I, it's, I think it just kind of surprised people. Um, But uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I've heard good things about him as a coach, but um, I I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's go to DePaul, and then we'll get into this bracket. Um, fires, fires Dave Lato. Uh, he finished last in in the uh, Big East for five straight years, so not necessarily any argument here. Um, that's I mean, you're never going to see me defending Dave Lato. Um, they're 126 and 144, I believe. Uh, wait, maybe even, that's even less. Uh, that's cur- yeah, 127 and 147. He finished the most. He had one year. In 2018, 2019, they went 19 and 17. They finished eighth, which was still last. They, Paul, they finished last every year but his first year, where they still went nine and 22 and three and 15. That 2018-19 year when they went 19 and 17 and 7-11, they were the CBI runner-up, and that's like, I'm surprised it's lasted this long. Five and 15. I mean, the dude had one good year at Virginia with Pete Gillen's players. He had he was at DePaul only for three years. Before that, um, I think it's just, yeah, it definitely ran its course. I, I don't, uh, the question for me, and I'm curious, yeah, who do you, if you're DePaul, who do you turn to? Do you know? No, man, I don't know. I don't have any answers for DePaul because my whole life they've been bad. So when when was the last time they were good? Like Quentin Richardson? Didn't Quentin Richardson go to DePaul? I mean, yeah, I'm – I could be wrong. I mean, Oliver Purnell was there as the coach. I'm trying to think who. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, good when I when we were in like middle school, bro. And that was it. I honestly, I'm looking to Paul Blue Demons. I mean, Jer- oh Jerry Wainwright was the coach, then Oliver Purnell. Um, Oliver Purnell, I guess, turned him around. I mean, no, maybe he didn't. Uh, I'm looking like any. I'm looking. I'm like going through these, and it's really the only good year they've had in our lifetimes. Uh, they were were 91 92 under joey meyer they went 29 and made the ncaa first round uh pat kennedy pat kennedy when their conference usa they made the oh, yeah. tournament in 99 thousand. okay lato made it at second round in uh 0304 then jerry wainwright nothing oliver purnell I, I was completely wrong on that seven wins 12 wins 11 wins 12 wins 12 wins 
last, 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 seventh. And then Dave Lato, oh, ninth. Did Purnell go last, from last, 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 last. Did Purnell go from Clemson? Purnell came from Clemson, yes. He came from Clemson. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, so if you date all the way going back to – this is insane. I got no – If idea. you go to 2008, 2009 – they have finished last in the Big East every single year except for two since 2008, 2009. One. All we know. <laughs> I, I just let that sink in. Like, yeah. Is there any more? Is there more of a perennial loser in college basketball than DePaul? At, at that level, at that level, uh, probably not, man. Probably not. That's 11 out of 13 years, you finish in dead last place. Like, even the ACC, it's like the worst teams there. Like at least have yeah. Like, they shift though. The, yeah, the the bottom. This is like there. just their their two best years in those thirteen. They went nine and twenty two and twelve and twenty. That's like as bad as it gets, man. It is. So yeah. I don't know. They said I've seen Kenny Payne float out there. I think he maybe there's some connections. And obviously, um, if he wants to get back into college coaching, I mean, he's been good on the Knicks staff, and the players love him there. Um, I've also seen like John Shire. I don't know if Shire would want to take that or oh, I think he being a Chicago guy, but. Um, I just think like leaving Duke, leaving one of those schools for that just seems awful. Um, and Porter, Mo I don't see Porter Moser wanting to leave. Like, I think he's got a better gig at Loyola Chicago outside, like in their new arena. But the only reason I say Shire is because he's an Illinois guy and he, yeah, obviously I think maybe, but. I don't know. That'll be interesting. It's you got you got your work cut out for you for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's jump into it. Um, we can run through the first four. I think you know one. We want to give a shout out to uh, guests of the pod, Dan, Coach Dan Inglestead, Mount St. Mary's, big time. Yep. Hopefully, they get the win over Texas Southern. Um, and then the other the other game of note is Michigan State UCLA. I have Michigan State winning that one. Um, but yeah. You know, they're playing Michigan State's playing a whole lot better than they looked when I was uh, watching them earlier this season. I mean, I don't still don't feel confident in them, but it's it's Izzo and it's it's March and it's yep. the most cliche phrase you could ever probably come up with. But um, their defense, they have thirty second, they have the thirty second best defense in the country uh, according to Ken Palm. So um, I mean, if they can lock teams up and they've got experience like Rocket Watts and then Hauser and Henry and Langford, like they've got experience. I yep. wouldn't put it past them to, to beat, uh, to beat multiple teams, but. Um, all right. So let's do, uh, let's do the West first. Um, yep. So I got Gonzaga. I assume you do too. Easy enough. Uh, I have Oklahoma, but God, have I, have I scribbled that out like three times and wrote. I went, that was a tough one. Uh, that was was a tough. One. I, I went, I went Oklahoma because I went, experience i went long kruger like experienced i don't know why that was like the tiebreaker for me not no knock at quenzo martin um missouri is probably more experienced as a team and they've got some good players but they're just so hot and cold i yeah. can't get a feel on them um i don't know and i think yeah oklahoma playing in the big 12 um a little bit better than missouri being in the sec so i i, I just I, I went oklahoma yeah um all right then i have creighton you know i don't think this one actually will be relatively close this was like the only 12-5 that i didn't even think about like i just I, I don't know see i i thought that at first but then when i actually look into the matchup like uc santa barbara like they've got legit guys i don't know if they've played my thing is they haven't really played anybody this season like of note um they're good offensively they're good on both ends 
offensively, like they don't turn the ball over, but my thing and the kid, uh, Jacory McLaughlin, I was looking at this kid. He's a transfer from, uh, Oregon state. So he's not going to be scared of a pack or a, a high major team. They've got, um, a few guys. Ken Palm has a seven point game. I, I would lean Creighton cause I, I, but I would not be surprised. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Sharpie this. I know you're kind of convincing me here. And then I'm I like, I mean, I, I really like what UC Santa Barbara's done is Joe Pasternak's the coach there and Creighton coming off his loss. I can see them getting upset. It's just, if they're, it's, it's really more so than anything. If I personally, I think if UC Santa Barbara can defend them from three, that's their one weakest spot on defense. Um, and Creighton's going to, I think I was a live or die by it, but like Zagorowski and all those shooters they have, it's just a three point heavy team. But I would not be surprised. What do we say? Guard play and defense in March. They've got guard play, baby. really, really good guard play, um, Santa Barbara. So I'm not fully ready to go all in on them. This is a TBD. But dude, I, I know. Now, my... now I'm rethinking my whole thing, dude. I, I didn't realize they only lost one game in 2021. They ran through the conference tournament. They won the championship by 16 points. They did. I mean, against a team, the only two of their losses were against. They lost to UC Irvine back-to-back on the road. And then that's it. By the end of the season, they're beating them 79-63. So Woof. it's it's interesting. It's a it's not a crazy contract. The only thing Creighton's offense is top 15, but they don't, I don't know. They Creighton's the thing that scares me, Creighton, they they have they're one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the country. They're 64.2% as a team. That scares me a bit. Um, so yeah. All I right. Know. Well, I, I got Ohio, man. I got Ohio down. I got them beating you. I don't know where you're picking. You can you can also plead the fifth if you want to. I'm I I, I just me is not me what who I'm cheering for. I'm not. I I have Ohio winning. Oh, but I just I have Ohio winning. I it's, and simply because I think there's too many unknowns with the matchups or who's playing and who's not. I mean, for all we know, it could be Sam Hauser that's out. I don't think it is. Um, or Jay Huff that's out. Then it's like I think it's almost like a pick 'em in, in Vegas at that point. Um, I just think, I don't know. I, I, Ohio is just so hot right now. And I said, the matchup problems we talked about, I just went ahead and picked Ohio, which is you asked my wife, cause we have our bracket challenge. I picked, and obviously we've recorded on the pod. I think the last five years I picked Virginia to win the national championship. Now I don't even have them winning a game. So that shows you how messed up my, my entire head is. So, yep. Um, all right. I got USC and then Kansas. Uh, yep. I like USC. I mean, I like you. I love Mobley. Mobley is awesome. Really good. Yep. Mobley's um, good. Kansas makes I think me nervous, did. man. They they're on a bit of a roller coaster right now. Like I don't know. And they lost. Um, you don't know uh, who's going to be there. Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson is officially out for the first game. Yeah. Um, officially out. We did, there's a I think a couple others they might be missing. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to doubt Bill Self. So I'm still going to go Kansas at least for at least for that first game. Um, yeah, so just I, for the first one. And then I actually have USC beating them, but we can come back to that. Um, I, the Oregon-VCU game I struggled with, man. I did too, but I actually think Oregon is really good. I think I that they're – Oregon, but – I think that – I did too. Their offense, they have 16th best offense. Um, they're really good. They're 19th in three-point shooting, 37.9% uh, as a team. Uh, I think they lost like three out of four in like between January and February and they had a bunch of COVID pauses. Like they only played, they lost to Colorado in the seventh. They beat Utah. They didn't play again to the 23rd, lost to Oregon state. And then they didn't play again to that until the fourth and lost to Washington state. Outside of that, they'd only, they only lost to USC on the road and then Oregon state in the tournament. 
really, and they, yeah, was, they yeah, lost their very they, first game against Missouri. So I, I like them a lot. Um, I, I just, it, yeah, I, I like the, I actually like VCU, but I do, I think they're better probably than, I think they actually might be better than the seven seed. Um, yeah. I mean, it record. depends on what, it depends on what you're put a, putting a premium premium on Jesus. I don't know if I could speak anymore. Are you, do you value teams that are winning going into the tournament? If you do, they've won 11 of the last 12 and they probably should have beat Oregon state in the Pac-12 tournament, which would yeah. have been 12 and 12. So if you put a premium on that, senior 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 junior junior senior like all the top like they've got experience get lj figueroa that was at st john's like i mean they duarte is awesome i mean they like they it's tough to it's the, i i like vcu a lot and honestly ken palm has as a one point win for vcu uh or for, oh. for for no not for vcu for oregon that's a, um that's but the i mean it's it's really it's a matchup of 16th best offense versus the 12th best defense VCU's offense like 117th, Oregon 76. So like don't like that end of the floor or whatever. It's Oregon's offense versus VCU's defense. And uh, I just I think that my thing I I think hopefully Oregon can control the ball, not turn it over. Um, but who knows? I mean, I could really go either way. Um, by the way, uh, before we go any further and get eventually to what we both think is Gonzaga coming out of the West, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you know, compared to what we always say of, uh, who can win the NCAA tournament, um, and the past, remember that big stat, like past 20 years, it's always been a team that, um, is both in the top 15 or 20 of adjusted O and D. I can't remember if it's top 15 or 20. That's what I was trying to think the same thing as well. I'm bringing that up but with a, a couple others, but. but according to that, there's only three teams that can win it. And it's Gonzaga, Michigan, and Illinois, not even Baylor. Baylor's three adjusted offense. 44th defense. I really, we should have, I should have done my, my homework and listened to our previous episodes about um, I'm trying to think about what that, what that category is. Uh, yeah. Sick. It's, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's top 20 in both offense and defense. Top is, 20. Uh, so I think it's every, that, uh, every single champion in the last, like how many years, except for UConn has. Uh, oh, that, that actually opens one up that brings Houston into the fold. So there's only four teams that can win it. There are some other teams that are close though. And I'm going to use that Whoa. still. I'm going to, there are some teams that are close that I'm going to use that for, um, moving forward, but it it's, it's the balance. I think you have to have you, it's, it's, it's hard. That's really what, and we'll get to the bracket later. That's what scares me about Baylor is their defense is just not there. Yep. Um, yep. so we'll even see. though I got them. Yeah. All right. So then I have Gonzaga beating Creighton and I have Iowa beating USC. I think, uh, the Gonzaga Iowa matchup in the elite eight is going to be, you have Creighton beat. You said you have Creighton beating Ohio. I have Creighton beating Ohio, USC beating Kansas, Iowa beating Oregon. I'm actually right there with you, except I have Ohio getting to the Sweet 16. Oh, I'm just going know. off. I'm going off 20. I'm going off 2012 vibes because I still, like I said, I'm in between. I think UCSB might even win that game, and then Ohio would be a 12-13 matchup, which feel good about. But um, yeah, so I. I have um, Gonzaga, Ohio, USC, Iowa. I'm not fully convinced. I don't feel great about the USC pick because um, I feel I like do. I'm just going to be kicking myself. Like, why didn't I just pick Kansas? But um, we'll see. Feel good about it. Feel good about it. All right, so we both have Gonzaga, though? Both have Gonzaga. No question. All right, All right let's go to the east. Um, Michigan, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't think we're we're doing a 16-1, are we? No, no way. Um, but shout out Dan Engelstad. I mean, they, they, what they've done, awesome for him. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, LSU St. Bonaventure, man, this is going to be tough. Oh, LSU man. is ranked 
fifth in the country in offensive efficiency. St. Bonnie's is 17th in defensive efficiency. So it's going to be a battle of who can force their will. Uh, I've just been really high on LSU. That's what I mean. I don't. I I wanted. I've wanted to pick them no matter who they're playing. As good. I St. Bonaventure is really good. I just love Cam Thomas. I love Trent and Watford. They were this close to being SEC champs, which is crazy. Once again, that LSU was a shot away from being an SEC champ. Finishes an eight seed. Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament. Finishes a ninth seed. Um, the, obviously, the committee is not putting a premium on the conference tournament games but um i i went lsu here just because I, I i love the was it, once again his guard play and cam thomas i think he can he can create so all right well i got i got st bonnie's man i i think it's st bonnie's is a slow team their their tempo is ridiculously slow um and i think it's a little bit easier to slow a team down than it is to speed them up if that makes sense like I think St. Bonnie's yeah, has no, the edge I, there. Like we, I'll, I'll literally walk the ball up the floor. Like you're not going to make, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I got St. Bonnie's. Um, so that's, that might be our first actual disagreement, right? Yeah. I have LSU, um, right. but I like your argument makes sense. Cause I'm going to use that argument in the, uh, in the South bracket. So for a different right. matchup. So, okay. Then I got the Hoyas baby. I don't think Colorado's all that good. I also don't think the PAC 12 is all that good. And Georgetown has won 10 of their last 12 games. Um, oh, I'm sorry, eight of their last 10 games, and they only lost to UConn. So, yeah, this is a hard pick for me. Or not hard, heart. Um, yeah. Shout out to, to Brian O'Connor. I mean, yep. this was like, this is just, you know what? Like, they've been rolling. I'm not going to go against them. Um, let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's keep, keep Pat Ewan rocking the, uh, the, the quarter zips with no shirt underneath and the gold <laughs> chain. And, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So good. Um, it was so cool to see them win that too. I mean, just to like, yeah. I know because they haven't, I mean, they, especially too, after losing a Kinjo, after losing uh, Mac McClung and like everyone kind of like has wrote them off really it was an afterthought. And then just to get as hot as they have and win in the garden and the way they did it. Um, yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. FSU, uh, spoiler alert. I have them in my final four, so I'm high on them. They are elite on the offensive end. They have a good defense, a deep bench. Um, Leonard Hamilton. I mean, listen, dude, he, 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 if you listen to his podcast regularly, you know, we love Leonard Hamilton and he's like one of the most underrated coaches in the country. Um, they are also, and this is like, I feel like we say this every year. They are the biggest team in the country, you know? So, I mean, their point guard right now is basically Scotty Barnes at like six. Yeah, like, six like, yeah bro. Like basically the point guard. And I've been on his train for like three, four years. So, yeah. so I'm I right got, there with you. Yeah, I got FSU going. So you already know who's it coming sucks. out. Yeah, it sucks because I love Wes Miller and I think UNCG is good. It's just, in, I know. it's one of those matchups which is like, it's, 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 it's tough. I mean, yep. um, so yeah, I have Florida State as well. Um, all right, I got BYU beating the winner of Michigan State UCLA. Love uh, and, BYU, and that's I love dope. BYU. Yeah. I love BYU. All right, so, so you're in on them. I, I am. That BYU. I am all in. I am all in on BYU. This is the thing that scares me. Is like I am this close, Paul. This close to putting BYU in the Final Four. This. Oh close. my God! Come on, Paul. Take this one second. What, what do we just talk about? Top twenty offense. Top twenty. I'm not saying they win a national championship. 28th offense, 26th defense. Now, they gave Gonzaga all they get. They were up 14 at halftime in the, in the West Coast Conference Tournament against Gonzaga. They shoot that thing. 
right. They, so yeah, they, they, that's their big thing is I think the two most impressive stats is they shoot 38% from the three point line and they average 16.6 assists per game. That's wild. It's not 20, uh, 55% effective field goal percentage. Um, they don't turn teams over, but they also, they don't give up offensive rebound. They're like 22nd in offensive rebound percentage from the defensive end. Um, my only, uh, the only thing that scares me a little bit, and they're balanced offensively. Like they're 33% of shots from three, 51% from two. They don't have to rely. They only get 15% of their shots or their points from free throws. So they don't have to rely on getting fouled. They can create offense. Um, and then my biggest thing as well is experience. They have, the, the one of the older top one like oldest teams in the country they have a lot of experience with um barcelo i love harms who i've historically always hated but i will give him credit like harms has been there done that with purdue um they were the team last year that like everyone was really high like it's it kind of i think i read some of the day that during the selection show that uh mark pope like facetimed like all the seven seniors from last year and was like thank like this is for you because they had i forget how I forget how, I mean, they were really good last year. They finished 24 and eight. They were 13th in Kempom at the end of the season. And yeah. And, and they obviously didn't get to do anything. So he like faced on them, like, Hey, this, this run or this tournament is going to be for you guys. Sucks. They can't be there. How far you got BYU going? Um, I have them beating Texas and then I have them actually, I have, so when we get down there, I have Texas beating Abilene Christian. I don't think that's very close. I have UConn beating Maryland because I love UConn. I love Book Knight. I love the guard play. They don't I love have a, the yeah. guard Maryland vibe. doesn't have an answer for Book Knight. I, I don't – yeah, I don't like their matchup, but I like that. And I have Alabama obviously beating Iona, which is – it's so interesting. Um, Patino, they mentioned Patino didn't, didn't even know that – well, they, until someone brought it up in the interview. His first – so his first Final Four, um, they beat Alabama to get there. And then now at Iona here, how many years later, wow. um, he's coaching against Alabama. Um, but I have obviously Alabama. I actually, and this is not to go out of order. I have UConn beating Alabama. Yeah, that's um, a, it's a trendy one. It's a trendy one. It's a trendy one. I just love Book Night, man, and I love RJ Cole. And I just there. That's like me, you're making me want to pick BYU over Texas it's, now. Staring it's, at that. It's the it's the prototypical like UConn like the guard play win. I can just see those guys getting hot, and then I can see Gus Johnson. Or I guess yeah, is it, <laughs> it'll be one I of them. Have, God, Book night. Good yeah. night. I book it. it. I, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I, I guess he's not making calls because he's Fox now. But then I have I do have BYU beating Texas. And then I have BYU beating UConn. So I have them I have BYU in the Elite Eight. So then I'm telling you, Florida it's, State it's they the balance. Who they I have them losing to Florida State and I have Florida State in the final four. Probably the first time we- we've ever been aligned. So- we did not and to the listeners, we did not go over this. We did not talk no. about any of the bracket before this. We so both they- have Gonzaga and Florida State so far. So you got Florida State beating Michigan too. Yes, I have Florida nice. State over Michigan. Nice. And more of those, like I honestly almost would pick. Like I can see you upsetting Michigan. To be honest with you, like I really yeah. think that yep. is not that Michigan's bad. Like I think Michigan's actually a really good team. They're just not playing well right now. Oh. That makes me feel confident in them. No. I can and I can see in LSU's talented. St. Bonaventure's really good. I can actually see them losing there. I don't have. Um, the, the stones to pick them going out in the second round as a one, but is more of like, I think there's more of a chance they could lose in the second round or the sweet 16 than getting to the elite eight. So um, I have Florida state BYU, which uh, it's not the uh, it's not Mormons versus uh, or what Catholics <laughs> versus convicts versus or Mormons. Mormons versus mullets, but this yeah. is uh, it's pretty yeah. close. Yeah. It's pretty close. All right. So we got Gonzaga coming out of the West, Florida state coming out of the East. Let's jump up to the South. 
Uh, we got Baylor both winning there, I assume. Uh, the UNC-Wisconsin game, man, real struggle for me there. Um, I never – back and forth. I never want to pick Carolina. I just think they're bigger. Um, and they're playing decent right now. Not great, not horrible. Yeah. This is know. one I might change, honestly. I, I put – the what settled it for me with – at least was Wisconsin. I put Wisconsin just because – Virginia has had so much success against North Carolina recently. Like Tony, like they just, they've been able to slow Carolina down. And I think guard is going to be able, like they're going to play discipline. I just, I like Wisconsin's guards better than, I don't know. I, I love UNC gets after on the offensive glass. I just think Wisconsin is going to be disciplined enough and like that to maybe keep them off. I think it's going to be a crazy, I think it'll probably be like a buzzer beater one possession type game at the end. Um, I just went Wisconsin over that for the same reason you said. I think they can maybe slow them down and be more disciplined and not give up the offensive rebounds. Uh, but the, it could really go either way. I can switch the, my opinion. Yeah, here's the two stats. Uh, UNC shoots 31% from three. That's your UNC stat. Choose what you want. Wisconsin went 0 for 9 against teams ranked higher than them. In their conference. In their conference. That's how good That's the crazy. is. Uh, can, we just, can we just point out, I think North Carolina might be the best offensive rebounding team. They are oh. averaging – they have a 41.3% offensive rebound percentage. They lead the country in rebound margin. It's – I mean, it's yeah. insane. The Armando next – I think that – They're a full two points ahead of Houston's number two at 39.4. Two percentage points ahead of the second-place team. They just gobble up offensive rebounds and create second opportunities. Yeah. I got – I go – I'm going UNC. I go UNC there. Yeah. All right. Um, I got – all right, another 12-5. I got Winthrop over Villanova, man. Villanova's kind of reeling right now. Um, I wanted to. I really wanted to. I, I wanted to. I, it's hard for me to pick Villanova, but for me, I just – Winthrop – my problem with Winthrop is they haven't played anyone at all. I know, but they're 23-1. and one. I know. But the best team they've played is Furman back in December 19th. Is 92nd in Kempom. They haven't played, Paul. They the only other team they've played in the top 200 is Gardner Webb at 179. I know that. I, I know. just think that, like, I know. Even with, and I've said this all along without Gillespie, when Justin Moore hurt, like, that's why I said in last week, I was like, I don't think they're going to do well in the Big East tournament. But I just think they have dudes that, like, Winthrop has not seen yet. But they play so, they, they play light, which is interesting. They play so quick. They have average, they have the eighth quickest possession offensive possessions but then they're 308 in defensive possessions so they sit down and guard but then they're like zooming on offense so yeah i don't know i i, I respect the pick i respect the pick i just didn't it's have the of, I, I have too much faith in jay Wright. yeah it's less it's less to me about winthrop it's more about villanova and i just don't think they're they're not at full strength right now so uh, yeah that, that was really definitely not there. that was my that no, was you're my right team. they're definitely not I got Purdue over North Texas. Um, that one I didn't really give too much thought about. Should I have? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't know enough about North Texas to be honest with you. I've heard. No, I mean, I, I I can't say I've watched them. I can't say I know like how I, the coach is uh, Grant McCaslin. Like I don't know much about his background. Looks like they have a good defense. They play a really. They're three hundred fiftieth in tempo, so they play really, really, really slow. Yeah. Um, I just know with me, Purdue, like after watching Carson Edwards, and this is obviously a brand new team, and all of just the stuff that they run, I feel like it's hard for a team like North Texas to prepare for like that type of an offense and those all those different weapons. 
Um, so I, I like Purdue and Purdue, like I said, they're the only team in Indiana playing uh, in the tournament. So it's, they're not playing at, um, at, at Mackey, but they are, they definitely will have a, a home court advantage. I think they're playing in the, in the, in Lucas oil. So they'll have plenty of Purdue fans there. All right. Um, all right. So what do you, what do you got for this next one? Texas tech, Utah state, because I actually I have another upset. I have Utah love state. Utah state. Yeah. I love you. I don't know why, for whatever reason, I'm usually the opposite of this. I love like these Mormons in Utah and like Utah state shout out to um, Craig Smith. They have the eighth best defense. Their yeah. offense scares me. I will say the offense scares me. What put me over the edges. So one, I had Marco Anthony, former Virginia player, I think was conference defensive player of the year. Um, They've actually, they played, they play in a good conference and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they barely they lost by 11 to San Diego state. My thing with this is they are so good defensively, especially in the post. They're fourth and two point percentage defense. Mm-hmm. They are fifth in defense, basically offensive rebound percentage from the defensive side. When you look at the matchup, it's a 66, 63 Texas tech projection on Ken Palm. That's really close for an 11, six matchup. Yeah. Like one possession. And the biggest thing I think there, Utah State is this is what did it for me. Utah State is 16th in the country in offensive rebound percentage. Texas Tech is 254th on the option. So like there, you're gonna get that's what settles it. They're not as good offensively, but if you're gonna give them those extra possessions, and then the defensive end, I, I don't know. I think, and I I'm not I'm not a Mac McClung fan. I love Chris Beard. I, and I actually like Texas Tech at some points this year. I just love I love what Utah State and the matchup they bring because um, I think all their strong points they're going to be able to. They're fourth in two point defense, and Texas Tech is two hundred nineteenth in two point offense. It's like the it's the you, I'm just visualizing the red and the green. It's just the the matchup is not there for Texas Tech. Yep, yep, I agree. I agree. I got I Utah State too. Um, I got Arkansas Colgate. I have Arkansas. Um, they're really good, man. Besides losing into LSU in the SEC semifinals, they had won 12 straight. So they're feeling good right now. Um, yep. They got an absolute stud. The, the cool. SEC freshman of the year, Moses Moody, beast. Yeah, very, very good. And it must bust. Is, I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of him personally, but it's hard for me to pick up. Like Colgate, literally, they only played Patriot League teams. Yeah, um, so. And so, like, they played – and legit, like they played Army four times. They played Boston U four times. They played Holy Cross four times. Yeah. Five times. They played Boston U five times. They played in the tournament too. So it's, I, I just, it's one of those things. I like Colgate and Matt Langle. They've won, they've been to the tournament multiple times now. It's hard for me to pick uh, a team that really hasn't played anyone. Yeah. Um, this Florida Virginia Tech game, I think for me, what it came down to, I went with Virginia Tech. I, I think I'm what I'm realizing is I'm putting a big premium on teams that are playing well for whatever reason this year, right now, Um, you know, and, and Florida's lost three of their last four games. So I went back and forth on this a lot. Um, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I'm biased because I saw them beat Virginia. I think Aluma is really, really good. Justin Mutz is really good. Um, I, I can't BD. I, that's my only hesitation with Virginia tech is the dude can't even make a layup. He's a starting point guard. Um, I don't know what he, I think he averages less than five a game. He scares me a little bit there, but I, I, but it, it was really, really hard. I went Virginia tech cause I like what uh, um, I, I really, really like what, what they run offensively. And, and I think they can funnel a lot into a Luma. 
Um, but so you went yeah, Virginia Mike, Tech Mike Young versus Mike Young versus Mike White. I went Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was it was almost a coin toss for me. But um, all right. So then let's run through the sweets. Let's run through the Sweet 16. I got Baylor over UNC. I have Baylor over Wisconsin. Okay. I got Purdue over Winthrop. See, I had um, I I had Villanova over Purdue. I think I honestly am gonna. The more and more I thought about this today, I think I'm gonna put put Purdue over over Villanova because I think that's a quick turnaround for Villanova to be able to prepare for the stuff that Purdue runs in like a, especially not being injured. So I'll, I'll probably go Purdue there as well. Yeah, that's a smart move. Uh, I got Arkansas over Utah State. I don't. I'm going Utah State. I'm rolling Craig Smith to the Sweet 16. All right. Um, the de- defense, defense, baby. All right. Then I got Virginia Tech over the Buckeyes. Just out no of spite. Way. Just out of spite. No way. Really? Yeah. It's really? A, listen, Interesting. It's not a, I'm not advising you to pick it. It's a spite pick. It's a spite pick. No. I've got, I've got, I mean, I, I could, couldn't dislike either of those too much more, but so I had to choose one. Um, so I'm going to Ohio State. Yeah, and here's, the thing, here's the thing, man. If you want to know how you win brackets, like that, the one that nobody gets and you get, not and now you got to have your final four yes. and, and you have to have your elite eight. Like those, those, that's all that matters. Sweet 16, whatever. But if you have, and especially this one eight, where I think if Gonzaga wins, yeah, if Gonzaga wins and everyone has Gonzaga, like this, these are the games that like are going to be. These are the games. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I have Baylor beating Arkansas. So you have OSU there. Yep, I have uh, I have OSU. All right, and then Baylor. Beating I have them. a Baylor. I have a I have a Baylor OSU Elite Eight. Honestly, though, I'm almost tempted to go. Like, I just I haven't watched Purdue enough. I'm tempted to go and get to like put Purdue over Baylor, but I can't. I I just it's once again if I'm going against my own advice. I'm saying guard play, guard play, guard play. Baylor has probably the best three headed monster of guards we've set. It just scares me with their defense a little bit. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're, we're locked. We're locked in Gonzaga. Locked in right now, yeah. yeah. I think we're going to be uh, in agreement on, on the Midwest. All right. So let's go to the Midwest, uh, Illinois over Drexel. I think we're good there. First one. I have uh Porter Moser, man. Loyola Chicago over Georgia tech. That was a tough one, but it's really tough. I, I thought Georgia tech was going to be a seven seed, to be honest with you. I really thought after winning the ACC tournament, the dude, they have the ACC player of the year. They have the ACC defensive player of the year. Could have easily been the AC coach of the year. Um, now I get they're still only seventeen and eight, um, but I like uh, I like Jose Alvarado too much. I think he's going to oh, have good. an awesome game. I know. It's Crutwig. The real matchup is Crutwig versus uh, Moses Wright, but yeah, Jose yeah, Alvarado yeah. is Jose Alvarado is like the X factor for me. Um, and and I can just picture Josh Pastner and his face shield and going. Uh, so is um, is yeah, Sister, I Georgia Tech. Is Sister Jean going to be allowed in? No way. No, way. unless she's gotten her vaccine. Zero <laughs> no chance. Way, right? I don't know where they're playing that game, but there's, I mean, they're playing it at Hinkle. It's at Hinkle. Okay. Well, at least yeah. they're allowing fans there. Maybe they, maybe they will. But if they, if that happens, if it's Illinois, Georgia Tech, it's like the, it's the back-to-back national runner runners up from was it 03 and 04? Georgia Tech lost to UConn in 03. Illinois lost to UNC in 04. Isn't that right? I don't know why I just think of that, but yeah, it's, I'm just thinking of those teams. I'm thinking it's an early two thousands matchup, Illinois, Georgia tech. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to Tennessee, Oregon state, uh, Oregon state, probably. Is it fair to say they wouldn't be? I don't in? know anyone. 
I don't know anyone. Yeah, I think easily fair to say that. I don't think anyone is picking Oregon State. Obviously, they're hot, like because they've won three straight, but they almost lost in the first round of the Pac-12. To, they went to overtime against UCLA. So, I mean, that's that. My thing. I looked at them. They have the 65th best offense and 117th best defense. 85th overall in Kempom. I, I can't do it. As as much as Tennessee has struggled down the stretch, I just. Yeah, here's my thing about Tennessee because I'm going to contradict myself a little bit uh, because they, Tennessee started 10-1 and one, and everybody was like, holy shit, I mean, this may happen. And then they went 8-7 and seven the rest of the way. So they're not necessarily playing well, and I, I'm yeah. picking them to win. I think the bigger yeah. issue with them is if the kid Fulkerson can't come back because he got hurt against Florida, um, yeah. they're in trouble. And right now he's, he's still listed right. as just questionable. So right. that's a big if, um, and that actually yeah. may be – that's going to affect my sweet 16 pick. Cause I have them beating Oklahoma state in the next one, but I also got a guy Interesting. Shout, shout out to Colin. I got a guy um, who works at pro skills who went to Liberty and he could not be more high on it on them. Obviously like we are with Ohio, but who do you got? You got K I got Cade, man. I have Liberty. Really? Okay. So I have Oklahoma state. Um, but I just, the only thing I want to say in Tennessee to your, oh, no, I, have to your to, I got Oklahoma state. Oh, sorry. So Tennessee, though, the only thing I want to say to your argument of like, yeah, about scared, it is a little scary. If you take their two wins against Florida out, which are obviously most recent, it was the set March 7th, March 12th. If you take those out, their only their last win against an even like half decent team was on January 30th against Kansas. Um, because the other teams that they beat, I mean, they did beat Arkansas or they beat that. The only other wins they've had in the past couple months were over Vanderbilt. South Carolina, Georgia, and Kentucky. And then they beat Florida twice. Like, so they haven't, and they've lost to Auburn. They've lost to Kentucky. They lost to LSU. It's one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I trust them right now because they haven't won, but I, I just can't pick. I, and then I have Oklahoma, I have Oklahoma state beating Liberty um, as much. As I love Richie McKay. And I think they're a really good program. Cade Cunningham is like is special man. And, and I think I'm glad that Oklahoma state was able to kind of, not by, and that's bypass the sanctions, but at least uh, delay them so we can yeah, see Kate Cunningham. I love it. I love it. Finally, the NCAA does something right, I guess. Their defense is better than their offense. Everyone talks about Kate and how they create. They're the 22nd best defense. Um, I like I like Oklahoma State. And they're, they're pre- outside of losing the game to Texas, they had won basically every game since they lost to Kansas on February 8th. The only other game they lost was the Baylor in that span. So they've been playing well as well. Um, all right, I got uh, San Diego State, um, top twenty-five Same. in Kempom, top fifteen defense. I don't yep. think Syracuse is that good, um, so I got. I, I thought that one was relatively easy. Buddy Bayheim's chucking, um, but I I like uh, I like San Diego State a lot. I mean, they were a team last year also that was really good. Eleventh um, best defense for San Diego State, and then they. But the thing that I think that over there was the overarching theme for me is. 28, they shoot 37.5% from three. Uh, so against that zone, you have to be able to shoot it. Defensively, I said, they take away a lot. I think unless Buddy Bayheim just goes off, I mean, they've won how many straight? San Diego State. They've, they haven't lost since January 16th. Yeah, I think so, it's 11 straight. Something crazy like that. So, yeah, yeah, I got San Diego State. All right, we got West Virginia, I assume, and then Clemson yep. Rutgers, man. I got Rutgers, baby. Rutgers, Riding. 100%. Rutgers, 100%. <laughs> I mean, their offensive numbers are pretty ugly when you look at it, but they are I, – I love Rutgers. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, 
I love shout, Rutgers. Shout out to Pykele, dude, headed back. And now it would have happened last year, so he really should get credit for doing this two years in a row. But mm-hmm. going back to the tournament, first time since 1991, you know. And listen, all you yeah. got to do, they finished 15-11, 10 of 15 wins came in the Big Ten. That's all it takes, man. That's how good that league has been this year. Geo Baker, Ron Harper, I mean, they're, they're, they're good. I mean, they yeah. – they really are. I like them. I like them a lot. They haven't, they haven't won any good games and they haven't beaten any good teams in a while. Um, really since December, they beat Purdue, but they beat, they beat Illinois, beat Purdue, they beat Maryland. They've shown they can do it. Um, yeah. I like Rutgers. All right. And then I assume, we both, I assume we both got Houston. So let's go to the sweet 16. I got Illinois over Loyola. I got Illinois over Georgia tech. So yep. I got Tennessee. Oh man. Ugh. I got Tennessee over Oklahoma state and I hate it. I got OK State over – and I might – I mean, I might – I don't know. I, I don't feel great about it. I have OK State over uh, over Tennessee um, to set up Cade we versus Io, but I don't, I don't feel great. I don't feel great about it. I really don't. All right. Um, I got West Virginia over San Diego. Um, I have San Diego State over West Virginia. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't know why. I, I, West Virginia has just been so hot or cold for me. Um, yeah. Their offense is good. Their defense is not as good as they've typically been. Um, they give up a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, they're awful in the paint. They're like 239th in two-point defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I just like uh, – I, I like San Diego State for whatever reason. It's one of another team I'm latching on to. So. All right. So, we yeah, we differ here. This is our biggest difference. Uh, and then I got Houston over Rutgers. Um, I've got Houston. Okay. I wanted to pick Rutgers. I want to pick Rutgers. I just don't think I don't. They don't I didn't have. You know. No, they don't got it. Then I got Houston over West Virginia. I have Houston over San Diego State. Okay, and then Illinois, I got, Houston. And then I got Illinois over Tennessee. I have Illinois beating Houston. Yep, I do as well. So we have the exact same Final Four. Yeah. So as of now. I got. Listen, this is only one bracket. I got probably five more of these going, and I. Which is the worst sin you could ever commit. Uh, this I feel so. I'm so excited, dude. I, I want know. to fill out three three hundred of these. Uh, number one, number one pet peeve. So I got. Normally I don't. Normally I don't do it. Normally I don't do it. Um, Scary commitment. So I have, <laughs> I have Gonzaga over Baylor, eighty to seventy three. I did not pick a final score, but I have Gonzaga over. And I actually – I put in Baylor. I crossed it out and put Illinois. I honestly might go back, cross it out, and put Baylor because that's the match we've all been waiting for. I know. Um, but I think it's it's Gonzaga and no no doubt about it. I, I, it just – I can't – I can't not pick Gonzaga. I've said it all year, all no. year long. I think as soon as I watched them play, especially after I watched them play against Virginia, I was like, this is the most complete team. Jalen Suggs is – my favorite player probably in college basketball. Um, and I'm going to be so pissed. Drew, and I've been on the Drew Timmy train for years. Drew Timmy, give him a chip. He gets a – Mark Few deserves a title. Um, make it happen. He does deserve a title. He does. I just – Illinois, you have – so you have Illinois losing to Baylor. Yeah, but that was tough. In another bracket, it's, I got Illinois winning. See, this is my thing. I just have a hard time. It's one of those – um, it's one if you listen to you know, Barstool and uh, Stephen Jay calls it confetti quarterback. Can you picture the like them winning a Super Bowl confetti coming down? I can't picture Illinois in the national championship game. I don't know why. Well, I have it hasn't happened I just, for 16 years, and also it's I just, just weird. I can't picture. I see them in my head being dejected and walking off the floor, like Io having or his like I can see Kofi having his arm around Io, like 
and celebrating for whatever reason that's in my head and maybe it'll come back to haunt me. Maybe this will be uh, a, uh, an absolute psychic moment, but that's for what, that's why I can't go all the way with Illinois. Yeah. Um, I hear you. All right. Well, so next time you hear from us, it may not be till Tuesday because this year everything is delayed a day. So we probably won't record Sunday. We may record Monday night or Tuesday night. Who knows? But next time you'll see us, we will be in the sweet 16. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody will be in the sweet 16 and waiting for that next weekend. That's right. Um, all right, man, this was big time. A lot of, a lot of content today. A lot of hoop talk. A lot of hoop talk. I'm just happy. Like I, we're just, I'm just very, very thankful we've got a tournament. Now, basketball gods had to kill me with putting my two favorite teams. Oh. My wife's like, there's probably, there's probably, maybe there's a few more people that are more passionate about Virginia basketball than me. Maybe a few more people that are passionate about Ohio basketball than me. Not very many. There's definitely Nobody no combination. Nobody. So yeah. it's uh, right trying to get to Indianapolis or trying to get to Bloomington. Um, We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be rooting. I just hope we can, I can make it through the next week. I'll be rooting for the Hoyas Saturday in person. Um, So that'll be awesome. Get to see basketball, college basketball in person for the first time since uh, Madison Square Garden a year ago. Thursday will be a little of a buzzkill because we're expecting everything to be like that first Thursday, and it's like, wait, I can't wait. My whole timeline is gonna be like, wait a second, what? My office, literally the the office space we work in, they have a sign. It was like March Madness party, like Thursday at noon. Come watch basketball. I sent you like, you know, there aren't any games on. Like, I don't know what, but um, yeah. But we're just, I'm thankful it's here. We got a bracket, which is step one. Amazing. Step one. Step one healthy until then. We'll we'll see everybody in the Sweet 16. Until then, keep the ball bouncing. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pull, slush, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.